This episode is powered by Poddex. Go to www.poddex.com and use the code TBL10 to get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Once again, that's www.poddex.com. Full Metal Jacket is one of the best movies Jesus, ever just, made. Just watched that again for the first time in like 10 years. And oh my God, fucking Vincent D'Onofrio, man. Oh, off the chain good. Everything he, look, that was the movie that basically made me say, if he's in it, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. He's one of those people that, I don't care what it is, I want to see what he's doing. Because he's that good. I've never seen it. You've never seen Full Metal? Oh, it's, God. I've seen parts. I've never seen it like, all the way through. I think pretty much everybody has seen the the drill instructor intro. I've never seen that. Oh, my where, God. Where he's, where he's chewing everybody. Yeah, I've never Bra- seen oh, that. Dude. I know, I, know the, I know all the words. I've yeah. never it seen it. It is one of the most iconic. Well, oh, it's so for, great. For the longest time, there was a clip of it circulating the internet where, because he he and the other guys never, like, talk over each other, and there's no music playing. Mm-hmm. So all of his dialogue, they had the pitch cranked up, so he sounded like a chipmunk. Yeah. So you've got this guy going, like, I bet you can suck somebody off so hard, you'll suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> no, my favorite. <laughs> you seem like the kind of guy who would fuck a man in an ass and not have the common decency to give him a reach around. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Basement Lounge Podcast. With your hosts, Mike Shea and Mike Wells. Sit back, grab a drink, relax. Let's see where the time takes us. Enjoy. I was like, damn. (laughs) I think the best part of you slipped down the crack of your mama's ass, landed on the bed sheet. I think you've been cheated. Okay. Never seen it. You oh, are nothing. Shit. You are nothing but grab astic pieces of amphibian <laughs> shit. Just the whole the whole first like like thirty minutes of yeah. the movie is just Intense. them in, in basic, and it's just this guy. I mean, he's he is the stereotype of drill. And you know what's funny? You've heard from over the years. He was not cast in that role. No. R. Lee Emery was supposed to be a consultant on the movie. Now, oh. if you've watched the movie. The guy in the helicopter who's doing the shooting. Animal? Yeah. Yeah. Get some, get some. He was cast to be the drill instructor. After like two takes, Kubrick hated him. Oh, shit. Arlie Emery said, let me show you how this is supposed to go. (laughs) And once he did it, that was it. That was it. Kubrick basically rewrote the entire first couple of scenes and put Arlie Emery in the movie and started his whole career. Because after oh that, God. it was Mississippi Burning, a yep. couple other movies he did, and yeah, he was off to the races. Some, but yeah, Some weird bit part in Saving Silverman. Really <laughs> weird. Where he plays the, the gay gym teacher. I'm thinking he, he was, oh God, he was yeah. paying the condo fees in that Yeah, one. well also, I love his I love his uh, his Geico commercial where he's the, the therapist and the guy's like, He's like, oh, yeah, maybe we can take you out over to Mamby Pamby Land and get some self-esteem for you, get jack wagon. Throws the box of tissues at him. <laughs> yeah, Mike has no fucking idea what we're talking yeah, about. I play Call of Duty once. <laughs> and, um, Call of Duty is full of douchebags that watch that hey. movie and are trying to be that guy. No, no. And Mike. No, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I just wives get fucked at home when we're playing the game. That's true. What? I said, what? I don't know. Um, so we got we got Jesse Nutt in the room with us today. Yo. Jesse Nutt, not to be confused with his porno, porno name, Jesse Nutt. Jesse Busta Nutt. Um, <laughs> Jesse is a... Like Busta Rhymes or Busta Nutt. Busta, Busta, Busta Nutt. <laughs> yeah, Jesse is here. He's hanging out because uh, he... Hey, God, I haven't seen him in... 
Forever. For fucking ever. And well, uh, I saw him the other day. You saw yeah. him. Yeah. I <laughs> seen, I, other than you, I never see anybody else in the comedy scene anymore. So there's still a scene. Uh, oh, sorry. Whatever's left of it. And right now. scene. And scene. Yeah. Um, and we're talking to somebody because they were talking about like how funny Bell might be closed. And they're like, what's that going to do to the local comedy scene? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, oh, the and they just never even went there anyway. Yeah. What are they going to do? Not book us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but, they're, the the rumor is they're going to reopen. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see what you know happens after that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope it reopens. Yeah. Um, well, now that Chappelle's opening his club here by the end of this year, I think. Yeah, but unless he lowers them ticket prices, I just don't yeah, think. What the fuck? There's going to be that much competition. Um, if you're charging 150 plus a fucking ticket. Yeah, Metallica doesn't charge those kinds of ticket prices. He just knows what he can get away with. Oh, and yeah, well, part, I mean, he, he knows he'll sell it, so it doesn't oh, matter. It'll well, absolutely it, it, sell. All, all the dates are sold out. Yeah. All, are, the, all, all, the, all the Yellow Springs dates are sold out. Yeah, yeah they're all sold out. Because oh, yeah. when, when I saw Ray Jackson post that they were like 200-something bucks, I was mm-hmm. like, bullshit. So I went to go look, and they were they're all sold out. out. No, people are going people are gonna to fly here mm-hmm. from all over the country to, to get their brag points, mm-hmm. okay? And oh, I was in Yellow Springs and I saw Dave and Blair, 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 Blair. Well, good for you. Yeah. You know, if you got that kind of money to burn, good. That's why when I heard he was opening a club, my first reaction was, okay, cool. Is this just going to be another club that locals can't perform at? Pretty much. Because we've already got one of those. We don't need two. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Yellow Springs is like 40, 30 minutes away. Still, I mean. I'm sure locals eventually would be able to perform. <laughs> There. That, that's adorable. That's I don't know. I'm no. talking about like five, ten years down the road. <laughs> so when, when they're not locals anymore, and then uh, yeah, I don't know. What happens? You, gotta get, you gotta get one person in there, and when one person shows they can do something, then yeah. at that point, because what's gonna happen is he'll hire they'll hire somebody that wants to be a comic, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's how it'll start. I think that you got way, way long down the road. Yeah. But I don't think. That sh- that place can charge that much though. Like I get the whole Yellow Springs like outdoor stuff or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't, could you imagine having that club like two hundred dollars a ticket? Like a club for two hundred dollars a ticket? Sure. I mean, if they know if they know Chappelle's there, okay. Here's the thing: he's probably gonna want to put himself on every fucking show, right? If you knew, okay, if if you're a real legit comedy fan and you know, uh, Dave Chappelle's gonna host. Chris Rock is the opening act. That's true. Um. You're going to see Tiffany Haddish next and closing the show is going to be Eddie Murphy practicing for his HBO special. Yeah, that's it's worth true. 200 fucking bucks. No, I mean, and anybody he's bought, he's brought, it's worth the money. Sure. <laughs> it is absolutely yeah. worth the money because who what you're getting. But it's just like one of those things. I don't have a problem paying like 150 bucks to go to like an all star show. It's when it's 150 bucks for a person. I, I, I have to do it basically relative to a percentage of my income. Yeah. So when I look at it like that, Dave, all I can give you is about a buck 75. I can't go no higher. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I mean, obviously I, I'm open to being proven wrong, but just, the thing is not that, cause they, they can't sell it every weekend. Not it, all year. Well, cause I think it said it only seats like 150 people. Cause it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. an old, it's a, what, like an old firehouse that they're yeah. cutting or something like that. That's the thing is like, you couldn't run that all year. You no, know what I mean? No, not There's no way you could run that and expect to like be sold out every single show. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's like, maybe it's like a, a, a seasonal type thing. Maybe look if, if it, 
it, it, like, like Dave said on SNL, I think that was some of the truest part of his monologue on SNL mm-hmm. <clears throat> is for him. He was trying to do something, not just for his comedy friends. He was trying to do something for the town that he loves, yeah. mm-hmm. trying to bring some money in there in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. which is all but all but crushed them. Yeah. You know, so I think that's still I, I hope that's still his motivation, because, I mean, seriously, you got to figure most of the people that he's going to have at his club can make more money in about six months going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, at least for the next 90 days, they might not get booked. But by Christmas, mm-hmm. they're all going to be booked. Everyone, Chris, Rock, Tiffany, Hatt, they're all Dave's going to be booked. I just hope it's not just A-listers. Like, it doesn't necessarily necessarily be locals, but, Mm -hmm. like, let me see someone who's maybe not not on a Chris Rock level, but at least, like, on TV every once in a while. Kind of do it like the Stones, all right? right? The Stones would routinely have acts open for them that they liked, that they thought the public needed to see. Which which led to the booing of Bob Marley, Prince... True. Well, so I also think he's also booking the people he likes. He's not really yeah. bringing in. He's booking all his friends that are. He's booking yeah. his friends. Yeah. And, you know, hey, we've all done that. Yeah. Well, at this point, Ch- Chappelle's got some some popular friends. So, I mean, yeah. look what he pulled off with the Gem City Shine thing in the matter of awesome. less than a week. Yeah. He awesome. Threw that together. John Stewart. John Stewart. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. What a great, what a great. What are you, who was, I always want to see Chance the Rapper live. I was like, holy shit, yeah. I didn't see Chance the Rapper. I, yeah. Stevie Wonder alone. I mean, when I heard, because I, first I was like, yeah, I'd like to go down, because I, I had to work. It's like, I'd like to go down there, but then there was like, Stevie Wonder's there, and I'm like, aw. Aw. Shit was crazy. Are we sure he's going to make it? Um, <laughs> That's a blind joke. Um, But yeah, so I, 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 have, I have no doubt that like the, pl- the venue itself will be a cool place to go see comedy. Mm-hmm. I just, as a as a local, uh, you know. I'm not. I don't know. I mean, Yellow Springs is still Yellow Springs. <laughs> it's true. true. Okay. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, blow away the 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 fragrant smell of patchouli, <laughs> and and you got a few Nazis in Birkenstocks out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious as to see what kind of operating hours. Oh, that's a good point. And what kind of um, interaction will be expected when these wonderful patrons leave this club and are traveling out of the Yellow Springs area? Are they going to be introduced to Yellow Springs finest because they were going 37 in a 35? I almost wonder if they're going to have to treat this place kind of like the phrase over in Kettering, where it's going to have they're going to have to be like like. It's it's not a club so much as it is like an event venue, right? And um, everything's got to be over by a certain time, right? Because because the phrase my mother lives across the street from the phrase, yeah. Freaking Mumford, Char- Charlie Charlie Daniels band was there a couple of years ago. I sat out on my back patio, mm-hmm. listened to that, and just, yeah. which was great to because I had to buy a ticket, but it was like I was still there. So maybe it'll be something like that, like you said, where it'll be like seasonal. They can't be open all the time they'll have to be just like when stuff's booked i guess because with the tickets you gotta figure with that expensive the tickets like you'll pay for like you could pay the run the yeah the building the have the building the entire year I mean, you can run it as an event center too mm-hmm. private event center also like yeah you know, keep in mind also too he really likes he really likes um music like he, yeah you could also see like like the juke joint type stuff mm-hmm. there too as well so it's, oh that's a good point it's like one of those things 
I don't know. This is this is going to be like the end of 2021 before I think they even get started on it. So it might be a well, we got we got they got a while to figure it out. Plus, now that everything's changing and starting to be able to reopen again, yeah. Which that's that's changed a lot since last week. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, we can do it. Like, like well, because now I mean, I was at work when when they were when Dewine came on the air and was talking about dropping the mask mandate and all that starting in June. And, and then the next day the CDC had their whole thing. And well, the thing about the mask mandate is like he, he drops the mask mandate, but then it's up to the businesses. They would do whatever they want. So it's kind of like it didn't matter. To well, begin with. at that point it takes, it takes it off of him though. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, which is a, what I part of, I, th- I think part of him is just tired of, of, of being the, the, the bullet catcher here. Yeah. And I think he's saying, okay, well now, it's up to the businesses. It's no sweat off my sack, and then now, but but so many of the businesses are still going to are going to try. Oh, yeah. But what I'm what I can already anticipate is they're going to want people to wear masks. People are going to say, "Well, the mandate's been lifted. You can't make me work. I'm going to go, have... go put gas in a laundry basket." <laughs> then you're not allowed in. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, we we went out to dinner last night, at Buffalo Wild Wings, and there were already people who like were getting turned away because they didn't want to wear a mask, and it's like. Really? Yeah, but they all, you only have to wear it inside till you get to your table. Yeah, once you're t- yeah, once we sat down, my mask was off. They just it's not it's not that fucking hard, people. Jesus. You know, just people think their rights are being fucking. I wish I could shoot all of them in the face. <laughs> Every single fucking one of them. You know, if you wore a mask, a bulletproof mask, you wouldn't be dead right now. But it, it's annoying to me. Like at my job, the that rhymes with Horizon. Um, <laughs> You've already had like five or six people like complain like we don't have to wear them. The governor said we didn't. I was like, sir, that's not till June second. And secondly, <laughs> it's May. And third, it's a private business. We can do what we want. Yeah, like, and, but and this, uh, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Everywhere else is gonna be exactly the fuck. It's especially in my line of work. I'm 99 percent positive everybody else can be exactly the same. There's nowhere you're gonna go where you're not gonna be required to wear a mask, except maybe a clan meeting, and even then they wear hoods. Yeah, yes. you gotta so, wear a hood. Walmart. <laughs> I could see Walmart being like, you can wear them if you want. Right. <laughs> well, it's, I don't want to wear the mask. Cool, go get vaccinated. I don't want to get vaccinated. Those are your choices, man. Well, Trader yeah. Joe's lift theirs, but everybody, we went to Trader Joe's this weekend because... I can't afford Trader Joe's. So that doesn't really bother me. Well, the thing was, everybody still wore their masks. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things. I was like, I wasn't surprised that people wore their masks at Trader Joe's. Well, part of that's probably because... Because I think... I think because you talk about over there in Kettering. On, yeah. yeah. Well, I think you have to wear a mask to even go through those main front doors anyway. Oh. So... Oh. And what's amazing, and I heard this this morning, and I didn't even think about it until I heard it, but evidently... Because of mask wearing, or at least this is what they think, there were much lower incidences, not just to, it had nothing to do with COVID, mm-hmm. of flu and other communicable diseases that they pretty much are certain that the numbers are down because oh, yeah. of mask wearing. I, I was talking about that at work the other day, like. So when my when my dad had leukemia, like I went super germaphobe, like right. always cleaning everything, wiping everything down, especially with where I work at. And so we were already like wiping down consoles and 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 keeping separated and stuff like that. And I'm I'm a I I burn my sick time by the end of the year every year because if I get a sneeze, I'm not coming into work because mm-hmm. whatever. I burned no sick time last year because between 
all the wiping down and cleaning and wearing the mask and just stepping up the staying hygienic and separated, I, I didn't get sick last year. Didn't get sick. Well, according to my job, I did get sick. <laughs> <laughs> I called off. I took a mental health day here and there, but other than that, like, yeah, it's like I didn't like I didn't get my usual like summertime coughing battle. I, I usually get like a huge, huge flu like sometime in the summer. It didn't happen last year. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, not only do masks seem to prevent COVID, but they seem to just work in general. They do. Watch no. like herpes go on the rise. <laughs> like everybody, after, everybody was fucking last year because they were stuck at home with each like, other. All you don't know is actually everybody has herpes on their lips now, but we haven't been able to see them for like the entire past year and a half because of the masks. So when everybody thinks, I was like, God damn, there's a lot of herpes. I'm sorry, so many babies being, I've seen so many people announcing that they're yeah. having kids now. Oh, there's, I would say you're going to see a double number of the number of people getting divorced. Oh, yeah. Oh, a lot of people now that the, now that it's pretty much lifting yeah. and, and they can actually, uh, move and relocate yeah. and go find that side piece they lost 12 months ago. Oh yeah, it's over. Especially after you have to spend, like, your marriage is already on the rocks when you were only seeing each other for, like, eight to ten hours out of the day. Now you had to spend all day, every day together at home. No, here, here's what I always, I thought about this from the beginning. If you're one of those guys, or, or females, to be fair, and you've set up your side piece in an apartment, <laughs> all laid out, everything, and you the sugar daddy, you the sugar mama. You laid out so much money over the last 16 months and got nothing. None of it. <laughs> okay. You got blue balls. Blue balls ovaries. I don't know how that. Purple pussy, whatever they call that shit. Purple pussy. That is the podcast name. Blue balls and purple pussy. Y'all should be Mike Mike on the Mike Mike. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I think that's probably going to be the most interesting thing about the next year is we get to see, for lack of a better term, the collateral damage of COVID yeah. and how it's going to play out. I think in a lot of babies, a lot of divorces, I still think there's going to be some change in general that none of us expect. I, I just think there's going to be some cultural shifts yeah. that nobody sees coming that are just... And, and I think it's going to boil down to just basically people saying, fuck it to the past. Well, there, we're already seeing that with there's a lot of places who have had people, you know, working remotely from home who were talking about making that permanent uh, an ongoing thing with limited people in the office or mm -hmm. working from home. Same thing with like what we've seen with people quitting their jobs because they were just tired of working for nothing. Yeah. Who, oh, that's who, the big thing. That's the big thing right now. Everyone's. Every, everyone's hiring because no, no, nobody wants to go back to. Well, and a lot of people moved. A lot of people left L.A. They left New York. And it cracks me up when I'm watching these news stories. Well, we just can't find people to work. Motherfucker, please. Where do you think these people, what do you think they were doing? Okay, if you're in New York City or you're in L.A., and you've got yourself set up nicely. You're working three, four different restaurant jobs. Okay, you're, you're waiting tables. You're one of the best servers there is. You're pulling down two, three Gs a week in tips. Okay? COVID shut that down. Okay, what the fuck do you people think mm. they were doing for 12 months? Even if they are the most responsible food service worker I've ever heard of, they burned through all that savings. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so unless some New York landlord got a concussion and waived the rent for the last 16 months, they had to leave the fucking town. Yeah, that's why you can't find people to work for you. They had to leave, you know, and then there's so many other people like you guys said, look, they've been running on that treadmill and COVID gave them a chance to look and see, Okay, what have I really been doing for the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Nothing getting taken advantage of yeah yeah we talked about that last week it's it's people are just they're they're tired of of exhausting themselves and just quality of life this the the unemployment bonus gave them a chance it gave them the opportunity to to no longer have to decide between paying a bill and having a meal i read something it was like a tweet that said like boomers like made like 11 percent have 11 percent wealth or something like that like uh, millennials have like less than 2% mm-hmm. and you're like, but we did everything you told us to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and we put, when we went to school, well, I didn't clearly just look at me, <laughs> um, did all that just to put us in debt. And I, now we're just running with our heads. Chip. I have that argument with my dad all the time. He just never seemed to fully grasp how different the going to college experience was the getting a job experience was compared to when he did it. Yeah. Because when, when he did it, you could work a part-time job washing dishes and pay for college. And pay for college. And, and yeah. you know, me, it was, it was you know, I had to take out $70,000 in student loans to be able to go and then work at Walmart for five years until yeah. after graduating because there were no jobs. And it's like we did everything we were, that you guys did, but the world changed. Yeah, but not only that, just like when they hire you, if you do find a job in your area and they hire you, they don't really pay you. Oh, come yeah. on. Look, yeah, I have a lot of friends. They go to law school. All right. They, they get out of law school because they want to be lawyers. They want to mm-hmm. be big shots. All right. They get out of law school. They've got six figures of student loans mm-hmm. that they've got to pay back. Can't get rid of. If they're at the top of their class, best of the best of the best, probably, maybe, their first couple of years, they'll get a job where they're making about 80, 90,000 a year and they're working easily 100, 120 hours a week. Because mm-hmm. you get into the office 7 a.m., 8 a.m. And you leave when they tell you you can. Exactly. That sun is down. There are no more buses running. Yeah. You are. No wonder suicide rate ups really high. And this no is, shit. And this <laughs> is your life for the, and probably for the next five, six years. And they're, they're going to dangle that, well, you could get partner in 10 years you're not going to make fucking partner yeah they're going to wear you out until you are burnt to a crisp i wonder a lot of people fuck people at work (laughs) that's where you're at At that's where you work all that's where you are all the time exactly yeah yeah just everyone thinks just because you get the law degree or the medical degree suddenly the 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 paycheck just starts coming well it's got to come from fucking someone well that's the other thing yeah if you go to med school you're coming out with six maybe even seven figures of of student loan debt and the first thing you're gonna have to do is pay your malpractice rider Mm -hmm. yeah which is gonna put you so deep in the fucking hole you can't do any of those great doctors without borders things or you can't go donate your time at the free clinic Mm-hmm. You've got to go make the most money you can, mm-hmm. okay, basically because you don't have a choice. That, to me, is the biggest problem between the boomer generation and now, mm-hmm. is back then, yeah, you could get out of law school, you might owe a few thousand dollars, and you could, you know, if you wanted to go, you know, help 
Appalachian people or somebody, you know, whatever. You could do that. Yeah. You can't do that now. No, that's why we created OnlyFans. That's, well, hey. <laughs> Every fucking week we come back to OnlyFans. I had to do it. Just <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's kind of genius, it. okay? I had to do it. We, 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 we decided last week we need to get somebody who, who has an OnlyFans on here to fucking explain it to us. Come on. Did anybody reach out about that? I haven't posted it yet. Uh, oh, you on. son of a bitch. I, I, it's been a busy week. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's one of those. I, I get how it works. Right. I don't get how it's sustainable in a world where porn is free. Get the fuck out of here. I, I, no. You sent me that clip, and I think I explained. We kind of explained we kinda, that. We kind of did. It's the same thing, I think. Yeah. But, okay. But this is bespoke porn. Yeah, I think we we what do you call we called it the the DLC of porn, the yeah. video game DLC of porn. Because okay, yeah. now I think it's brilliant in the sense that because I did wonder at the beginning of COVID, yeah. what were all these strippers going to do <laughs> with all this spare time? I mean, there's only so much crystal meth you can smoke in a day, <laughs> but, and you got to pay for it somehow. Yeah, so I kept wondering, okay, how are they going to make money, especially the girls in places like Atlanta, or oh, Orlando, God, yeah. where you're used to making serious money? Yeah, and I mean, all jokes aside, um, you know, exotic dancers—it's a legal, legit way for a lot of women who do not have the ability by time. Um, education or whatever to have a, nor a quote unquote normal job to make enough money to sustain themselves, sustain their kids. Okay. In, in a decent manner and they're not, you know, on welfare or whatever. So kudos to you girls for shaking your titties in my face. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Today is but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, only fans probably gave a lot of those girls freedom that they never had. And I'll bet you there are a lot of them that are never coming back to the club. Oh, I'm sure. Because now they've got a, a they've got a fan base on OnlyFans, and you know, probably that's, some guy says I'll give you five hundred bucks if you wear. Well, it's you, you know because they're they're paying them you know ten bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Oh, twenty. And then I guess there's like a they I guess they can do I, I I don't use that so I guess they can do I'm cheap I go with just Pornhub but tips yeah, probably tips I think probably oh, yeah. and exclusive content I mean oh yeah. Yeah, I because mean, the guys on there's this, there's a show called the Stiff Socks podcast, which is a great fucking name, first of all. And I sent you that clip, and it was these they were talking about OnlyFans the same way we were. And the guy was like, "I don't go on there looking for like the porn star types. I can go on Pornhub. I want there because I want to see like the UPS girl on there. She delivers me my she delivers me a box, and then I get to see her box. Now, have you guys <laughs> heard the the stories of different people like getting fired from jobs oh, yeah, and like shit? Teachers and yeah, yeah. OnlyFans page and somebody busting them. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. Snitch can't, culture can't stand it. You can't fire somebody for showing nudes on. Like, oh, but you can. You shouldn't be able to. Like, it's, it's some, not like it's, and that, it's not illegal. I guess it's some leak. It, what it is, it's, it's some bullshit in whatever employment contract people sign. If you have a morals or if, ethics clause, yeah, they can get you. Yeah, but ethically, you can't work to. me to death. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Trust me, when it comes to corporate fine print, I'm not the biggest fan right now, but. Uh, it's yeah, you see a lot of that. That's why we like we talked about people like they don't show their faces or they wear masks or they blur it out or that's true. shit like that. Use fake names so that way they can be like, no, that's not me. That's 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 Lexi comes a lot. Mm -hmm. Lexi comes. What the fuck? I don't know. You have the same tattoo. <laughs> 
But then you also get into like, you know, uh, Bella Thorne and, and uh, the Cash Me Outside girl who yeah. started OnlyFans and made a million dollars on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Whatever that says about society. Um, we just like memes, man. We just like memes. <laughs> well, we like memes and we have money to burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We have money to burn. And, and, if, I, and if I can burn money on, on, on titties, I mean. I just burn it on AMC stock. And I honestly do think that's going to be one of the things that we see out of COVID. I think a lot of people are really going to start once this is over. I, I, as And I hate the saying, but I think you're going to see a lot of people living their best life. No, you're in, not in the sense that I really think a lot of people are going to look at the way they'd been living before, planning ahead and doing this and that, and how it didn't mean shit mm-hmm. to how they had to deal with the past year. Because I was telling somebody the other day, they were like, well, this didn't really affect the super rich. I'm like, bullshit, it didn't. I heard about people that some of the super rich, they got on these huge yachts and there's logic. They were just going to cruise around the ocean until the whole thing ended. Right. (laughs) What they figured out is eventually they were going to run out of supplies. And then when they tried to go into port, ah, sorry, Mm -hmm. COVID can't help you. It affected everybody. And I think a lot of people are going to change the way they live. I think it'll affect the super rich too further on down the road post pandemic when suddenly they don't have the workforces they used to. Um, you know this whole this whole stock thing has opened a lot Love of it. eyes to, to shit. This is this is Love it's, Mike's, it. it's Mike's bread and butter. Love oh, I look at that shit all day, every Holy day. Shit. Love it. It was our whole our whole show last week was just talking about that kind of thing. The whole the, the super rich are about to get a shake up the likes of which they were seeing because for the first time in a very long time, all their peons had a lot of free time. Oh, yeah. yeah. A ton. We had a ton of free time because suddenly they weren't having to work themselves to death to live in Section 8 housing anymore. A lot of free time, a lot of time to learn new things, study new things, and get a fucking clue. Well, and to notice to with. trends that they were too busy to notice before. Mm-hmm. That's probably been one of the things I've, I've loved about COVID is it slowed everything down enough to where you can now you can notice things that just kind of passed you by before. Yeah. And especially this kind of the kind of manipulation that the super rich have been doing for decades Mm -hmm. in the stock market and in the options market. And you finally got a taste of what it's like to be on the business end of that hard dick now. Oh, no, they're going to get a taste. Oh, it's going to get worse. Look, (laughs) it's going to get a lot worse. I'm so happy. Um, I really I think, number one, I think that we're. We're definitely going to see a bubble burst within the next 12 months. Stock market is going to tank. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Elon Musk and all the rest of the Dogecoin, Bitcoin. I'll take my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. Actually, I hope I'm right. I see Bitcoin losing 700% of value in 18 months. Oh, why? Mike, you're a bubble. <laughs> no, I'm just I really don't follow Bitcoin that much. Uh. Honestly, I think all digital currency is going to lose value. And I'm not saying lose value in the sense, I think it's going to be recalibrated to something earthly rather than the same way. Because I I look at Bitcoins and all this digital currency the same way I looked at internet stocks in the 90s. The valuations do not match what's really going on. And so eventually all those stocks those internet stocks the yahoos the alta vistas bottom dropped out mm-hmm. 
And then they got priced where they should have been priced all along. And that's what I expect to happen in Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of companies, I don't know. I think there's going to be some, you know, cause what was I? Yeah, I was, I was toying with this idea. I would have loved to have a time machine and go back 25 years, walk into the headquarters of Blockbuster and tell them you will not exist in 30 <laughs> years and watch them laugh at me with derision. Mm-hmm. They would, <laughs> we just bought a sports team. We've got this, we've got that. We own America. Mm-hmm. That's Paramount calling us now about their latest release. What do you mean we're going to be gone? Yeah, you're going to be gone. You will cease to exist. And they had the, the opportunity to buy Netflix. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. They had the opportunity and they passed. The passed. Because <laughs> we're blockbuster. And it wasn't long after, I mean, it was maybe like three years after that. Gone. gone gone and then and then i remember the day netflix started streaming because I, I remember when netflix first started and it was, sure. it was just dvd delivery yeah because the, the commercial was hilarious because it was a guy in like a conference room and there's like all these stereotypical movie characters okay uh rom-com couple two people making out you guys are going to stacy in uh oh, yeah. 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 yeah and it was like this is this was and for the longest time netflix even there were certain titles that you couldn't stream no. They were DVD only. DVD only. Now, now they're a they're a fucking production company. Well, now it's the reverse. Yeah. Now there are some you can only get on DVD because they never stream. Yeah. I have been looking, I've been trying to get a copy of White Man's Burden. Harry Belafonte, mm-hmm. John Travolta. Um, I think everyone in America should watch this movie. No, it's not a great movie, but the concept. Yeah especially the first 10 minutes, everybody should have to watch this movie because that was one of my favorite scenes was there's a dinner table scene Mm. where the camera comes in, but you only hear the voices. You don't know who's saying what. Mm. And you hear the conversation and you assume, at least I did, like most people, you assume, oh, this is white people talking shit about black folk. Mm. Camera pulls over. It's black folk talking shit about white people. White man's burden turns everything upside down. It's the black folk who are elitist, rich, and running things. It's the white folk who are poor, underserved, underadvantaged, and living in public housing. John Travolta plays the. Uh, uh, it's yeah, white man's burden. See up. this movie. You will. When you will out? love this movie. Now, um, how old is that movie? Probably thirty plus okay. years old. Uh. Um. I can't even get on Netflix DVDs. I can buy it, but yeah. Right. To see it, yeah, tricky. Travolta does some interesting movies lately. Yeah, he does. I I will never watch that John Gotti movie, just the... the, the, the no. No. I think Glenn was in that movie. Glenn... Childress. Childress, Was yeah. he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, I think he had to get naked for it. Oh jeez! Oh, yeah, see at some point. Ass. I mean, he didn't. I mean, he asked, but I think he had like something like a thing to cover your dick. And Glenn OnlyFans. Well, yeah, exactly. OnlyFans. Yeah, that one. Is he at that one? Because he was also in the library. The pu- yeah, I thought he was oh, in the library. Yeah. yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, good for Glenn. Yeah. Then there's uh, has Don been doing it? Because Don hasn't done a movie in a while. Don Smith. Yeah, yeah. he's always in a movie here or there. It's some yeah. slasher movie or. How be, how, cause that that's another thing that that since COVID, not not a lot of 
indie films getting the, nah. the, the, the local slashers and all that. There's usually uh, I'm trying to remember the guy. There's a like local guy who's always directing one. Um, I know Do- Henry he's, something. This is the guy who did the guy who did Black Mamba. Uh, Henry Court something like that. Because I, I don't I know, but yeah, like there's nothing getting made. But now, hopefully. Indie movie central. And you can go back because yeah, there was always at least three or four getting made around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think by summer, mm-hmm. once everything opens back up, yeah, I think there's going to be. And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping COVID leads to a, a renaissance. Like most, historically, most big plagues afterwards, mm-hmm. there's like this creative explosion. Well, the Oscars this year was well, didn't even all, watch. Uh, creative explosion, well, a, there was mass a, shootings. A, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, a, a literally the, explosion. The, the Oscars itself was a shit show, but like every movie that was nominated was independent, yeah, minority driven, um, you know. And then the show itself ended with a big fat turd at the end, but because everybody was counting on Chadwick winning this posthumous award, like that was so. So they even changed the order of the yeah. awards so that best actor would be last. And then he didn't win. Anthony Hopkins won, who wasn't there. So the last moment of the whole night was. We accept this award on his behalf. Thank you and good night credits. And I was just like, what? Uh, oh, what did Chadwick shit. get nominated for? Oh, uh, my Rainey's Black Bottom is what Chadwick got nominated yes. for. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which that won quite a few awards. That's right? a good movie. It's a great movie. I remember um, when they gave him crap when the picture came out of him. And it was like, they were like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because you're not because he was so thin. Oh, when he was. Yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't telling anybody. He didn't tell a soul. I remember when that news broke. Yeah, I like I was I was at work and I was just like, like stopped what I was doing. I could not believe I, I called I called my our engineer at work because he was a big Marvel fan too, and I was like, dude, Chuck Bozeman just fucking died. And he's like, no, he didn't. You're full of shit. No, no way. And yeah, like Ryan Coogler was talking about, like he's like, no idea. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. I think it's just family and doctor. Mm-hmm. Like close family. Well, he was doing all the he was doing all those movies the whole time he was going through treatment, and I'm like, man, to keep that a secret, to keep that a secret from Disney. Yeah, from Disney. Disney knows everything. Do you think? Uh, do you think they found out? They probably weren't allowed to say anything. Do you think they found? Because obviously, when you do a movie for them, when you do movies, you have to take a physical. Oh yeah. Do you think that he found out because he took a physical? Probably. I th- well, I, th- I think I think his wife had said he knew prior to like seriously to, to like Civil War. Wow. Like wow. He was already, already, maybe. I mean, it, I could, I could be, if he knew wrong, prior but. civil war, he fought for a long time. Yeah, yeah he did. Cause, Cause he, that, I mean, was, he, you're, be, you're beating the odds of your five year expectations. Cause it was colon cancer. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. Colon that, cancer. That's colon cancer is, I mean, cancer in general sucks, but colon cancer is just unrelenting. I mean, and it's so hard to catch too, cause it can look like so many different things. Mm hmm. So I loved his James Brown movie, his Jackie Robinson yeah. movie. I always forget. See, I always remember Jackie Robinson. I always forget that he played James Brown. He did a, I thought he did a fine job yeah. as James. Well, he played Thurgood Marshall too. Didn't sure he? did. Yeah. Um, fuck. He was a guy. I, I love him as James. Cause it, I, I just love the scene. And Mick Jagger says it didn't happen like this. And him and James are cool and all this. Mm-hmm. But I just love the way in, in the James Brown movie, Chadwick Boseman, how when he finds out he has to open for the Rolling Stones <laughs> and it pisses him off so much, he goes out and just torches the stage. And then as he's walking by him, coming off, he goes, welcome to America, boys. <laughs> I'm like, that's James Brown. Oh, shit. That's funny. Because yeah. he learned how to dance and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, had the had the teeth and you know, oh, it was great. That's up there with we were talking about Rami Malek and and being yeah. Rhapsody last week. That's up there with my wife was man. just watching that, couple yeah. weeks, and she was she is not a big like those kind of movie fans. It got her. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody did. Oh, she loved it, and I did not even notice until I was sitting there watching it with her that that's Mike Myers. You were talking about oh, that as last the, as week. The exact, the yeah. Fuck! I didn't even realize that was him at first. Think about that. You got Mike Myers telling Queen nobody will ever be banging their heads in a car listening to Bohemian Rhapsody. I was like, come on. <laughs> I want to see the outtakes from that scene. Oh my god, that that has got to be crazy. Uh, yeah, that's up that one. The James Brown one. They're working because they're working on this new. I think it's Amazon or Hulu's doing this series about Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson. Yeah, that they. Look Why? Like, I don't know, but they got they got Lily James playing Pam Anderson. And she looks like Pam. she looks like Pam Anderson. Okay, and Sebastian Stan Winter Soldier's playing Tommy Lee. Motherfucker is Tommy Lee. In this okay, book. holy. I like Sebastian Stan. Like I watch that. They, they put that picture out and they had like a side by side, and I was like, I don't know which one's the real one. It's crazy. I know Courtney Love was making some big stink about it, but I could give a fuck Why? what Courtney Love. She's like best friends with Pamela Anderson. Yeah. But I could give a fuck what Courtney Love thinks, honestly. Well, she would have been best friends with fucking what's-his-face and still be alive. Well, she killed him. So. Yeah, Courtney, <laughs> uh, just, just keep in mind, there's no statute of limitations on a murder week. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. you keep that in mind. Either she, either she killed him or Dave Grohl did, but I think Dave Grohl did it just because he wanted he wanted his own band. No, nah, man. <laughs> he didn't kill Courtney. Him. Yeah, uh, Courtney killed him. Mm-hmm. Or drove him, or drove Dave Kroll. If yeah. a Dave Kroll really did it, <laughs> I just really want the Foo Fighters. <laughs> I want to sing. I want to play guitar. It's bullshit. <laughs> That'd be the most epic like heel turn of all time when it comes to like. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be up there with um, oh, who was the wrestler Chris Benoit? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Oh, Jesus. Dark side of the ring. Yeah. And then there was uh, somebody got in a bunch of trouble recently because uh, or no. People were, were, were asking, were shitting on the WWE or something because I think they were still selling like Chris Benoit merch or something like that. And they were like, could you maybe not do that? Mm. A, who gets that money? Yeah. Because dude his, killed his, his wife family and kid. Is dead. Yeah. Um, and That's weird. Yeah. Dude. It was it was either them or like some somebody was selling still selling the licensed merch well, or something like that. I will say my impression of WWE changed once I watched Dark Side of the Ring completely. Really? Oh, I, I, I mean, I knew, but I didn't really know mm-hmm. until I watched. Like when I watched the one about Macho Man Savage and his li- that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I had no idea any of that shit went down. Well, I didn't know what happened. Um, Oh, it, dude, it, yeah, it's yeah. deep. Um, have you ever watched? Have you ever seen John Oliver talk about the WWE? I mean, no. Yeah, I, I mean, watched like bits and pieces of Dark Side of the Ring. Okay, it's but, really good. Um, the, the Macho Man said, "I get Elizabeth got hooked on drugs and left Randy for some other wrestler. I can't even remember who it was. Basically, OD'd in his room. Oh mm-hmm. Jesus! Yeah, it's it's real tragic. And then um, the story about the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. That one." I love the Bret Hart Montreal screw job. That oh, was yeah. the one. <laughs> that was the one. Because, you know, I'd always thought, okay, I know wrestling scripted and blah, 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 blah. But to know that they fucked their own mm-hmm. like that, I was like, Vince McMahon, you're going to rot in steroid hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about Montreal, man, he used to be in the Reds uh, minor league system. Pop yeah, up. he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then you got. Um, uh, Jay Lethal in Ring of Honor for a while there was doing like a like a spoof on the Macho Man character because he 
had like a brief stint in the WWE or something like that. And he was like a, like a, like a, like a super black version of the macho man oh, or something God. like that. Jay Lethal's a weird fucking guy. I, I love <laughs> ring of honor. Ring of honor is like what everyone, like when you watch like the first Spider-Man movie and he goes to that wrestling match that fucking macho man is, oh, yeah. is in. Um, it's like, that's what ring of honor actually is. It's like that scene come to fucking life. <laughs> and I love every minute of it. There's a guy wrestling named Cheeseburger, and he is the man. Um, Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. He's, he's actually really good is the thing. It's, I, I think the reason he goes by Cheeseburger is, like, he had made some comment or something, like, when he was just going by his regular name, that he, like, loved Cheeseburger. So people were always bringing him Cheeseburger. So it just kind of stuck, I guess. I don't know. That's funny. Um, That's but, funny. Uh, That's funny. I remember when uh, when when Hogan, Hogan when Hulk Hogan's life fell apart. In like 2011, like when the wife left him, Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, he he talked about a guy who who got who got fucked by the system. Who you know his his wife left him for a fucking 19 year old, took him for every fucking penny. He had to sell all of his memorabilia, memorabilia sold everything, stuff, yeah. sold his house, moved in with his daughter, and ended up having to still go back to like TNA wrestling because what the fuck else was he gonna do? That's how a lot of these guys are. What I thought he made his money back in that sex tape thing, though. <laughs> he made some back. I think yeah. he got, yeah, because basically what? He basically got enough back to where he wasn't, like, hurting anymore. But, like, he got fucked in the divorce. Like, oh, yeah. Hardcore. And well, then, she'd been with him forever. Yeah, like, they'd been married. Yeah, they were married for, like, 30, 40 years or something like that. I mean, their kids were grown. and But his life fell apart in general, too, because, like, his also, like, his son was still, I think his son's still in jail, but, like, his son was, he was having to pay his son's legal fees because of that car wreck he had. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, he was still, like, on a, li like, a producer licensing because his daughter got her own spinoff reality show. But then yeah. because the family fell apart, the show got canceled. Yeah. And just, yeah. So he was, like, he still does, like, all kinds of behind-the-scenes shit and training stuff for, for WWE because he can't do anything else. Yeah. That's how a lot of those guys are. They get stuck wrestling until they fucking die and yeah. get addicted to painkillers because they're not. I mean, fucking they, CM Punk talks about when he like had that concussion, but he was supposed to go overseas. So they basically just jacked him up on so many painkillers and put him on a plane and put him on a plane. And then in that next match, he gets the I think it was Randy. Randy Orton puts him in a headlock and he fucking shit his pants in the ring. Because he was so jacked up on painkillers and shit that he just lost him. He got put in this headlock, and you see his face just like, <laughs> oh shit, he had shit. He shit himself in the ring. It's just, yeah. I've never honestly watched wrestling. I did oh, uh, Wrestling is better than everything else you like. I've just never, for the I've never watched it. it it's wrestling, and right. it's yeah. great. It's, it's, it's the manliest soap opera on the face of the earth. Yeah, it literally is like watching a soap opera because yeah. you can walk away for five years and turn it back on and... You're good. Yeah, you got the heroes, you got the villains. Well, the weird, I've never watched it on TV, but I've watched, like, when there's clips of them, like, on Facebook, I'll watch the clips for whatever reason because like, oh, man, that's crazy athletic right there. The clips are great. Yeah, like, it's, it's fake in that, like, it's scripted, but, like, you can't fake jumping off that top rope. No. Uh, I mean, like, there's an, enough of it's real that like these. Well, guys, I also love the movie The Wrestler. Oh, it's a great movie. Mickey Rourke, yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. All right, folks, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Basement Lounge. If you want to follow us online, you can follow Mike Wells on Twitter and Instagram at MikeWTFWells. And you can follow me, Mike Shea, at MrMikeShea on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can also follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at TBL underscore pod. And uh, we got a brand new website under construction for you guys with uh, some cool new stuff coming down the line as well. 
So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll catch you guys again next week with another episode. And until then, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye-bye.